Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I've got some questions and I'm Question time. Question time with Robbie. Question time. Jumping in. Got some questions for you lads. Normally Ricardo runs it, asks them to Izzy and Campy, so thought I'd jump in and uh, yeah, ask you some you questions. Take, you just we... take control, mate. I like that. It's called oh, leadership. Who, what, where, when, why, how? Starting with the who. Who would you rather wins the Rugby World Cup if not the ABs, Box, French or Irish? <laughs> just, name the, just name the top four. And I'd probably... Ricardo's probably going to say Aussie. I'm going to. Oh no, no, no! Well, well, actually, as I wrote that, I mean, if not the ABs, do you want the box, the French, or the Irish? Who, who would you rather out of those oh, three? Oh, okay, okay. Sorry, if it's my not grammar's the ABs. not very good, Robbie. <laughs> oh, I'd like the Irish. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I, I, I'd like the Irish. Yeah. First time winners. I know the French would be first time winners as well. But I want to see the grubs, but the, the French are grubs, so you don't want them to win. Yeah, it. So I, I'd, I'd I, go I just the, want to I'd see the, the Irish party in. If the Irish win, it'll be just as big in New Zealand. Well, I mean, the Jamison Gibson Park, Bundy Arkey, yeah. um, Jonah Lowe on Mate, the wing. Did you see that photo of, Bund- James Lowe, did you see that photo of Bundy Arkey in the gym? Yeah. Mate, he's done some work. So, I mean, there's, there's, there's three Kiwis in there anyway, so yeah. it'd, it'd be kind of like a win for us. Yeah, yeah take that. Yeah, Got to be that. the Irish. Uh, on to what? What is the best piece of sportsmanship you've witnessed? Oh, that's that's really that's really hard, Robbie, for me. Like, because there's so much of it. There's so so many of it. The the, the one that I really liked, um, like I've witnessed a bit, but the one that I've really liked is the All Blacks cleaning up the changing room, um, because it really the one of the one of the worst thing that that goes uh, sort of under the radar is how much work the people do when they're preparing teams uh, in the professional game and when you see a player doing something that you know a person basically does as a volunteer uh, it's it's so uh, it like just gives you the warm warm fuzzy so for me it was when I when I saw that I just thought yeah that's that's a great culture that well, yeah, I, I was going to say, because one of them that's happened recently, actually just happened the other day at the World Athletics Champs. Did you? I don't know if you saw this, but Katie Moon and Nina Kennedy. Yeah, shared the gold medal. They shared it. They just yeah. went, hey, look, you know, we've both done our PB. Let's just share the gold medal. See yeah. what with a hug and agreed to do that. That is great. Probably the, the best piece of sportsmanship, I think, though, and what's a ruthless sport was in the Premier League. And it was West Ham were playing Everton. And West Ham were attacking. They were way down the right-hand, right-hand side. And the Everton goalkeeper, goalkeeper came running out to tackle the player, tore his hamstring and went down in a screaming heap. The, Everton, uh, the West Ham player crossed the ball to Paolo De Cagno, the Italian West Ham striker. He saw what had happened, had an empty goal in front of him. I remember that. And he, and he just grabbed it, he caught it. He uh, caught it mid-air and was like, no, nah, no, nah, shook his finger and said to the referee, yeah. you need to get this guy some help. He's a guy that sort of had the receding hairline, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, he that, that's a ruthless league, that. He had an open goal in front of him, could have put his team one up, but caught the ball and went, no, nah, let's go. Not many blokes do that. No, it's a good piece of sportsmanship there. The um, one kind of stands out to me, that iconic photo of Grant Elliott, you know, helping up Dale Stane after 2015. Uh, he? Well, you see, I... 
I would not put it past the jab to have been giving him a serve at the same time. So looking like a good bloke, but still giving it to him. Yeah, nice. Wouldn't be surprised. Uh, where are the worst away fans? <laughs> Featherston. Oh, still Featherston. <laughs> I, I've done worst away grounds before, and it was Featherston. I, I wondered about the fans, though. <laughs> Mate, when you get 50p coins going whizzing past your head, I've never had that at any other ground. Mind you, I've had a few, like Lisa booed me, um, and I was playing for them. <laughs> they, they, they were quite bad, but nah, like with the local derby, and I've never experienced anything like it. Featherston, when you're talking about a ground, um, in their in their their, their home ground, they, they had this concrete terrace. Like when you ran past the sideline, mm. the sideline was a metre to the fence. So you didn't want to get tackled out on the sideline because you're going through the fence. The concrete terrace was right up against the fence. So if they reached across the fence, they could probably grab the winger. That's how close they were with you. So you didn't miss you didn't miss anything from that that um, up there. I'm trying to think of the name, like the nickname that they had for Featherston. Like there's Featherston Rovers, but they had a nickname for the the um, the ground. Oh, okay. Yeah, but that mark for me, like yeah, it's, I'm glad I, I'm glad I only ever went there once for a local derby. Well, I mean, for me, because I'm I'm not an ex-player, it's, it's hard to say. So I would actually say. Probably the worst away fans, if you were an Australian football player, would have been when the Kings were in the league and it would have been the Kings fans. Because mm. they have this thing in the old NSL, you know what the Aussies can be like. Yeah. All right, so it's their league, right, fair enough. But if you come to New Zealand and play, they'd do the national anthems of both teams. So they do New Zealand national anthem, Australian national anthem before the game. Over in Aussie, though, if the Kings played over there, they'd never play the New Zealand National Anthem. They'd only play the Aussie National Anthem. <laughs> and so we got wind of this as, as Block 5 was the Kings. And so during... And remember uh, 2000 Olympics, the Aussies would do that Aussie, 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 oi, oi, oi was their thing? So the whole of Block 5, which was a good couple of thousand people at the time, every time the Australian National Anthem played that season, Aussie, 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 and... Uh, Rhymes with bank begins with W would get chanted right throughout their national anthem. We'd just drown it out with that. So uh, I would say block the Kings, five. the Block Put Five boys. The name the Block Five boys. I yeah. love it. Yeah, that's, uh, we were probably it the worst. It sounds like you fans. guys were the worst. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> All right, when do you crack your first TGIF beverage? It'll be nine oh one after the, once the news kicks in. <laughs> normally about twelve. Normally about twelve thirty at lunch. Um, Oh, mate, I like a, I, I, you know, terrible, terrible thought, this Rick Dog, but I don't mind a beer on a Friday no. um, after a busy week at work. Um, but you just got to be careful today because, of course, work doesn't finish till about 11 o'clock tonight with the Warriors call. Uh, so, but there'll definitely be a couple of coldies um, later on this afternoon with a couple of mates, and um, then it's off to work off to work later on uh, this afternoon to go and call the Warriors from, I think it's 6 o'clock we start today. Yeah, I usually, because I'm up so early, and I early breakfast, I usually lunch at 11, so about 11. About 11. 11 on a Friday. Yeah, I like that. I'll, have a, I'll crack one. All right, why isn't tackle school something you have to do before you sign a pro contract? <laughs> hey, actually, that is, a, that is a fantastic question. That is a fantastic question. Uh, I think it should be in alongside why aren't you being screened for mental health and physical health as well as tackling? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, so you should have, you know, sort of like a mini combined. 
You know, so you go to a doctor, a psychologist, and a tackle coach. Yeah, and they, they, they figure all of that stuff out because, I mean, I brought that up as a joke yesterday about Billy Vernopola. Yeah. I mean, he's 30. How did, why does he go to tackle school now? Yeah. I mean, because it, it seems like. Uh, I've got a funny story. Yeah, so it seems like something that you should do. I, I, I think anybody that goes to sign a pro contract should go sit a course yeah. and I do had, it. I had a funny story. My dad, my dad was on. So, White at a Bears, mate, they'd play in this game one day. My dad. Um, he played in the C team, and my uncles all played in the premiers. My dad sort of wasn't good enough to get into that that top team, and and it was massive back in those days. Man, my uncle, he's a, he's a front row, but he liked to hang around on the on the wing. Yeah, and he got the ball thrown him, and he took off down the wing, and he's old way, mate. There's no one in front of him. He's going to score a try. The old man jumps off the sideline, lays him out. <laughs> like, it's a premier game. It's a premier game, <laughs> and the old he didn't see it because he's looking in. Showing off because he's run, got a runaway, and the, as he's turned around, the old man's king spot tackled him and laid him out and just walked off laughing his head off. But that would have been 30. <laughs> he's, he's jumped up. Uncle Charlie's jumped in and gone, What are you doing? And the old man's just laughing. Mate. I'm thinking, Oh, yeah, that's no tackle practice. That's just one getting one over you. And how is uh, Sammy Hewitt going to top this tonight? Is there a It's 26 points to 22 with seven and a half minutes to play, Kimmy. I just got to turn it down. It's, uh, <laughs> I, he'll top it. Don't worry about that. I don't know what he's going to come up with this week, but uh, he'll come up with something, uh, Young Rebels. He's a very, very good caller, uh, Robbie. And you'll be there with me tonight too, Robbie, won't you? Thanks, so. Yeah, there you go. Oh well, I mean, I, I, he's got it. There's got to be something about slaying the dragon, right? There's got to be. A, there's got to be a, a Saint George pun in there somewhere about slaying the dragon. So yeah, I, I think Sammy, Sammy will pull one out. Don't you worry about that. He's been, been thinking about it all week, I reckon. Hey, Robbie, have you got that other little piece? Have we got. We'll play that one later on, eh? Yeah, right. we'll Keep play it. that one later Keep on. It. We've got one. We've got one for Sammy, and I think we'll have to have a listen to that after this.